TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always. Always. Use your head. You are now listening to ChairShot Radio. Always use your head. Hello and welcome to the Tuesday edition of your favorite daily wrestling podcast, Chair Shot Radio. My name is Greg DeMarco. Excited to be here with you today. Excited to, to have you follow along as we talk about the Royal Rumble. Now, I know everybody's been talking about the Royal Rumble. It, it's an easy topic to talk about, and I wasn't going to talk about it. But then I thought, you know what? I probably should talk about it because it's a great big topic. It's many people's favorite pay-per-view of the year, and there is some great discussion points coming out of that. So we are going to talk about the Royal Rumble today, the Royal Rumble matches, as well as the other four matches that took place, and kind of break those down just a little bit. Nothing too in-depth, but I'm going to give you enough to run with and sound smarter later today when you're talking with your friends about the Royal Rumble pay-per-view. So definitely stick around with me for that. Of course, this is Chair Shot Radio. Chair Shot Radio is your daily drop of wrestling, of sports, entertainment, and sports entertainment. Today, I am actually going to talk about wrestling, and so I'm very excited to share that with you. Of course, you can follow along with me at Chairshot Greg on Facebook, the Twitter, and Instagram. The website is thechairshot.com, your home for wrestling reviews, opinions, analysis, and so much more. Plus, so much more from the world outside of pro wrestling, including pop culture, NFL football, and lots of other topics. Head on over to thechairshot.com at Chairshot Media across all of your same social media platforms. Sports, entertainment, and sports entertainment. It's the chair shot. Always use your head. Of course, it is customer appreciation uh, week right now or a couple days over at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Head on over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. The ad's going to pop up, giving you all the promo information you need to save some money on a chair shot t-shirt. So go ahead, bounce over, check that out. Lots of great designs. You can get Everybody Hates Greg, which of course is all about me. You can also get chair shot logos. You can get designs specifically for the podcast and other personalities involved with the chair shot, as well as some specialty shirts that you might find there too. So head on over to thechairshot.com or excuse me, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick up one of those chair shot t-shirts. You'll be glad you did, but more importantly, I will be glad that you did. Of course, you know we do this every single day. I am with you on Tuesday. I am with you on Wednesday here on Chair Shot Radio. Thursday is Ray Cash and Darren Mags Kirkby from across the pond. Friday, PC Tunney steps in. Saturday, we usually have Christopher Platt and Andrew Malaz. Sunday, this Sunday was a little bit different, but normally on Sundays, you will have Patrick O'Dowd and David Ungar talking some hockey and, and some other things as well as Rob on wrestling. Mondays is PC Tunney, and then of course, right back around here to me. So that is your chair shot uh, radio format and kind of your chair shot radio thing. I want to talk to you a little bit about the, the Sunday edition of chair shot radio that took place this weekend. PC Tunney was joined by Kenny Killa and just Jesse from across the pond. They did a great Royal Rumble preview, the kind of Royal Rumble preview that you can 
Um, tune into today, which is Tuesday, and still be entertained by, despite knowing what happens in the Royal Rumble. But the reason why I wanted to bring that up is that is now our most listened to edition of Chair Shot Radio since we went to this new format. So props to PC Tunney for pulling that off. And a big thank you to Just Jesse as well as Kenny Killa for joining him on that and for all of you for listening to that. It's, it's I believe, now the third or fourth most listened to of anything we've done uh, as part of the Chair Shot Radio Network work since the move over to the new platform, uh, but the most listened to edition of Chair Shot Radio since we've gone to this daily format. So a big hearty thank you for that. Also, I don't have the exact percentage. I'll get it for you in the next edition of Chair Shot Radio, but we nearly doubled our numbers from December of 2020 to January of 2021. Not quite doubled, um, but huge jump in our numbers nearly doubling uh, the amount of listens that we had as part of Chair Shot Radio. So that's huge for us, supporting us, giving us your earballs, telling your friends, sharing on social media at Chair Shot Media, that's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and, and engaging in the discussion, and we really do appreciate that. We also had some new friends starting with us on the website, so if you're interested in writing about wrestling, NFL football, pop culture, anything else, hit me up. That's Greg DeMarco at thechairshot.com. Would be happy to have you on board there. And, and kind of look and see what you have and kind of work with you and let you know what our structure's like and what we do and be a part of that fun at Madness as well. Remember, it's not a website, as Christopher Platt says. It's a movement, and we appreciate having you as part of that movement right here at our home, better known as thechairshot.com. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. So it was the tale of two rumbles at the Royal Rumble pay-per-view, and we're going to talk about that here momentarily. But before we do, I want to talk to you about the other matches that took place at the Royal Rumble pay-per-view, all championship matches, and I want to run those down because they all do have some significance and importance to what's going on long-term in WWE. So I'm going to do those in chronological order, and we're going to start with the kickoff show, which featured the Women's Tag Team Championship. Now, quick aside on that match, as I did enjoy it and, and thought it was a good match, hurt by the finish, but what I didn't like about it was that it took Asuka out of defending her championship. And if Asuka had defended the Raw Women's Championship, you would have had the WWE Championship, the Universal Championship, the SmackDown Women's Championship, and the Raw Women's Championship all defended at the second biggest pay-per-view of the year. And I think that really would solidify those four titles as the top titles in all of WWE. We didn't get that because Asuka was 
in that tag team match, which I think is great for the Women's Tag Team Championships, but I would have loved to have seen Asuka, even if she had to pull double duty and maybe go on right before the Men's Royal Rumble match, would have loved to have seen that as part of the pay-per-view as well. I thought that would have been great for the Raw Women's Championship. However, she was still on the card, which is something that I, as a fan, appreciated. But I am starting with that Women's Tag Team Championship match. Now, the match itself was very enjoyable. You've got three amazing performers in there, plus Nia Jax. Uh, it's not a joke. I, she stinks. And and that's just kind of the truth. I'm sorry. I'm not shaming. It's just that she sucks. Uh, just Yeah, she's terrible. And she showed that leg drop at the end. Oh, my goodness. It was horrible. But Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, who's one of the best performers on the roster, facing Asuka, the Raw Women's Champion, and Charlotte Flair for those tag team championships. Now, I actually thought that Charlotte and Asuka would have retained those titles and lost them later on during the road to WrestleMania. However... If you look back, the other champions weren't going to lose their titles, and the Royal Rumble is a big enough pay-per-view that you probably need to have a title change on there, if at all possible. So it made sense for this to be the one. I really did enjoy the work that Charlotte did, that Asuka did, that Shayna did. I thought they really held it all together, made Nia look credible, and I had a great time watching all of that go down and take place. I didn't like the finish at all. Ric Flair making his entrance, Lacey Evans coming out and 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 on the attack and with the distraction and causing the, the Charlotte Flair to get pinned. I just felt like I don't know, it, it took away it took away from what was a good match. And to me, I'm okay with sports entertainment. I'm okay with sports entertainment finishes. But when wrestling does enough to get me invested in a match that I didn't think I was gonna be overly invested in, and that's what that really turned into. It concerns me then when they take me out of it. And that's really what happened with that interference. I got taken out of the match, and and that hurt it for me just a little bit. But overall, thought it was fun. I think the belts going back to Nia and Shayna was a good thing. Of course, they had their interactions in the Rumble. They're not necessarily still on the same page. Uh, Had they lost and maybe Shayna picked up the win in the Royal Rumble, that would have been great. I've talked about the booking cycle before on the main roster, and and, and Shayna has to manage that booking cycle as well. Uh, She got the title shot at WrestleMania last year. Her time will come. I am 100% confident that her time will come, and she will have a lengthy and meaningful reign as either the Raw or SmackDown Women's Champion. So that will will come. And Nia, I mean, Nia is just going to be there because of who she is. I don't think she contributes much. I don't see the importance behind Nia Jax on the roster and, and just not 100% bought in on what she has to offer. Charlotte Flair, Charlotte Flair, LOL, Charlotte wins. She didn't on this occasion, but was a huge contributor. And Asuka is just fantastic. And I hope that, uh, you know, I could see Alexa Bliss and Charlotte Flair battling over the Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania. Maybe we get that triple threat with Asuka in there, but I really hope Asuka's not left out because of, of that booking at WrestleMania, because she's one of their best performers, deserves to be on that stage. We kicked off the pay-per-view proper with Drew McIntyre, something that I didn't see a lot of people making a point of, which surprises me because the internet loves to complain. Drew McIntyre has now been in the opening match of two straight pay-per-views. He opened up TLC, and he opened up the Royal Rumble pay-per-view. Drew McIntyre and Goldberg, I mean, it was what it was, right? I'll, I'll be 100% honest with you. I thought the match did exactly what it needed to do. It was a heavyweight 
slugfest between two two guys that are just that, two heavyweights. It was a finisher fest. Um, I did enjoy the battles outside of the ring, going through the guardrail, everything they did, uh, you know, kind of kicking things off with that spear from Drew McIntyre. I thought the whole thing was well done, given given Goldberg. Goldberg looked great, by the way. Um, looks in better shape than, than a lot of the guys half his age. Draws better than them, too, by the way. But he was obviously blown up. And I'll mention that here in a second because there was a funny little aside about Goldberg being blown up. The handshake and, and the show of respect at the end by Goldberg to Drew. We are building the legacy of Drew McIntyre. And and I hate when everybody says WWE doesn't build new stars. When at the Royal Rumble we had so many new stars involved in all of those matches. Your problem is you look at new stars over a six-month period and not a six-year period. WWE has built new stars and, and has done just an outstanding job of doing that. And Drew McIntyre, uh, his build started last last year this time when he eliminated Brock Lesnar and eventually won the 2020 Royal Rumble match. Now, looking forward to, to what's going what's gonna to come. Um, well, actually, looking forward to the end of this match. So, Bill Goldberg had the show of respect, and you could tell Drew McIntyre at one point bent over to him and he was laughing, making fun of him for being blown up for such a short match. But Goldberg has that two matches per year contract. I honestly think they're using him well. I thought this was a good win for Drew McIntyre. I would love it if we got Goldberg versus Kevin Owens at WrestleMania and give Kevin Owens the opportunity to beat Goldberg and, and kind of get that as part of his legacy as well. I think Kevin Owens has earned it with all the work that he has done. And Drew McIntyre now headed down the road to WrestleMania. Will he go one-on-one with Edge or will he have a different opponent? I'll talk about that when I get to Edge winning the Men's Royal Rumble match, but very happy with what they did with Goldberg and Drew McIntyre. Sasha Banks and Carmella. Look, everyone knew Sasha Banks was winning. This match was thrown together last minute. Um, Good showcase for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Great showcase for Carmella. Great showcase for Reginald and Sasha Banks. It's like I've said before, she is the third biggest star in that company right now. And she is showing week in and week out exactly why she is. The right person won the match, won it the right way. I was definitely entertained and sports entertained all at the same time, which says a lot. And I do believe that Carmella continues to prove that she belongs where she is. And she's one of the most improved wrestlers on the roster over the past few years. Sasha Banks is Sasha Banks. And and I'm looking forward to her WrestleMania showdown. We'll talk about that momentarily. The other championship match, uh, Roman Reigns defending that Universal Championship against Kevin Owens in a last man standing match. Man... I really dug this match, and and I don't get the people who are complaining about it. I know that a lot of people didn't like the finish, but it's a last-man-standing match, and and Kevin Owens wasn't going to put Roman Reigns down for that count without the assistance of anything like handcuffs or anything like that. I know a lot of people thought after the Swanton that Roman would get up and Kevin wouldn't. Uh, that didn't happen and and because Roman, you know, kind of collapsed and, and had to be, you know, distracted the referee that way. I did like Roman taking out the ref when he was handcuffed and not able to get back to his feet. Sadly, he got back to his feet later, um, proving that it is possible to get to your feet while handcuffed while Paul Heyman struggled uh, doing his best WrestleMania 26 Jack Swagger Money in the Bank briefcase um but eventually Paul Heyman was able to get him unlocked that was the only thing that took away from the match for me but uh again you know that guillotine I know people were let down by the guillotine finish um but but that makes sense right that's Roman's new finisher it put Kevin Owens down he doesn't tap out he passes out and then can't answer the 10 count Uh, I thought it was great for both guys. Kevin Owens continues to shine no matter what they give him. And Roman Reigns is Roman Reigns. This is the best iteration of Roman we've ever seen. And he just continues to to crush it. So 
Great work all around by everybody in these quote-unquote undercard matches. I thoroughly enjoyed each and every one of them. Now, uh, we're about to talk about the Royal Rumbles themselves. You know, I've thanked you for this before, but you're listening to our commercials. I thank you for that. Uh, so please continue to do that. Continue to support us. On the other side, let's talk about some Rumbles. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Time to talk about the Royal Rumble matches themselves. Now, we had the women's Royal Rumble match, Bianca Belair entering in at number three, going all the way to the end, doing her best Ric Flair impersonation, who of course won the 92 Rumble and the WWE Championship, WWF Championship at the time, by going from number three all the way to the finish. Uh, I thought it was a great showcase for Bianca, a great showcase for so many others. I really thought I had picked Bailey, and, and of course Bailey coming out number one made that a bigger challenge, especially when number one won the match on the men's side. But uh, Bailey wasn't able to pick up the win. Good Royal Rumble match, uh, not the best Royal Rumble match. I think that um, the 2019 Rumble w- was better. Um, I was there live, so obviously there's some some bias there. But you had the Becky Lynch moment uh, that was a big part of that, and, and Charlotte Flair and Nia Jax and all of that too. So that was a big big part of that. Rumble for me, and I still believe that had Nia Jax not entered the 2019 Men's Royal Rumble match, that the Women's Royal Rumble would have closed that show with Becky standing tall and and not Seth Rollins. Not that that was a bad thing at all. Um, But I really did enjoy it. I thought that, um, you know, some of the people coming in, I I, I did on on social media term Tori Wilson. Tori, because Trish Stratus couldn't travel, Wilson, uh, I really do believe that had Trish been able to fly out of Canada, she probably would have been there. Uh, That's my belief, is that that's why uh, they had to do that, um, because the Canadian restrictions are a little bit different, and and that's just my gut instinct. I have no insider information on that whatsoever. Uh, Some of the legends I didn't really care about in the Women's Royal Rumble match. It took away from it a little bit for me. Um, Some of the action, not the best, not the crispest as well. It is still hard going over the top with the different heights that are involved in a women's Royal Rumble match. But in the end, um, I really did like what they did. I loved the finish with all three women, with Charlotte Flair, with Rhea Ripley, and, and Bianca Belair. It would have been very easy to let Bianca go over Charlotte Flair. And it would have made sense to have Bianca go over Charlotte Flair. When Shinsuke Nakamura won the Royal Rumble, he last eliminated Roman Reigns. When Drew McIntyre won the Royal Rumble, he last eliminated Roman Reigns. It would have made perfect sense that when Bianca Belair wins the Royal Rumble, she last eliminates Roman... No, I'm just kidding. She last eliminates Charlotte Flair. But to let it come down to the future, to let it come down to Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley, I thought that was good. I love the spot where both of them were hanging, um, uh, you know, trying to prevent being eliminated. And they're rolling in, and, and Rhea's like, let's be smart here. We're the future. Let's get back in this ring and, and do this thing right. Um, either person winning would have made me happy. And that's the, the big thing about it. I, I love Bianca winning. Uh, once Bailey was out, my prediction, I was pulling for Bianca. Bianca had a great showing. One of the things that I loved about the 2020 Women's Royal Rumble match was that both Bianca and Shayna eliminated eight people. And, and so they both had that record at the same time. This match was really more about Bianca in general. She went from number three. She won it. She picks up the victory, and, and now she's headed on to WrestleMania. Rhea Ripley also looks great in, in that run, and I still think she's going to have a wonderful run in WWE. 
So I think I gave at the chairshot.com, I believe I gave the match three and a half stars. But I gave the post-match promo with Caleb Braxton, Caleb Braxton, and Bianca Belair five stars because that was real emotion out of Bianca Belair. And we just saw the documentary on her on the WWE Network. We just saw, uh, you know, just kind of her career and how it's gone so far. But that was real emotion that that she shared right there. And that's going to get people behind Bianca Belair. I do believe she will face Sasha Banks. And I think that is... That is a huge moment for for women's wrestling and to have two African-American women battle in such a high-profile match. I don't know that WWE is going to do it, but I would love to see that match main event night one. Uh, I mean, night two would be great, but they're not going to do it. I would love to see that match main event night one of WrestleMania 37 and give them that stage. I I honestly believe that both um, men's world titles are going to main event each of those nights, but I would love to see... Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks in the main event of night one of WrestleMania 37. They deserve that stage. It could be Bianca's big moment or it could be a big moment for Sasha. It doesn't matter who wins that match. You know they're going to continue to wrestle afterwards, but I think this can be a great feud and I think this can be a really, really good thing long term for the women's division and Bianca Belair. You know, everybody says a star was born and I agree with that. It was a star making appearance for Bianca in the Royal Rumble. The Rumble is not always about making a star, but this time it did just that and I'm excited to see Bianca um, ascend to to the mountaintop and and get that WrestleMania title shot with or excuse me Bianca get the title shot at Sasha Banks and you know hope she wins it hope that's her crowning moment there and hope it's a long and prosperous career for her flipping things around the men's Royal Rumble very different highly enjoyable Royal Rumble the only appearance I thought was dumb was the hurricane my uh, my gut instinct is that he was filling in for somebody that couldn't make it Carlito looked amazing uh, I'd love to see I would love Carlito versus John Cena at WrestleMania 37. I think that would be a great match and a lot of fun. Put the two part-timers in there with each other. Cena and Goldberg would be a good match too now that I think about it. Hmm, I think about that. But as we as we go back to the World Bowl match itself, uh, the surprises were good. Uh, Seth Rollins returning at 29 was amazing. I would have loved to see that be 30, but I'm so glad that the Messiah is back. I'm pretty sure he's the one who texted the picture to Becky Lynch so she could post the curtain on, on Twitter and fool everybody that she was coming in the Rumble. Um, Edge coming out number one. Of course, we knew Edge and Orton would be one and two. Very different as as Edge then runs to the stage and attacks Randy Orton. When Orton went away, you kind of knew what was going on here, that he was going to be back at the end. Um, The Christian appearance was fantastic. Edge and Christian working together. Didn't get the five-second pose, but we got so much more. Uh, Loved everything that they did. Thought they could have done more with Big E and maybe Damian Priest in terms of establishing them in the Royal Rumble. But you know what? It's a... uh, it's 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 a long-term plan, not a short-term plan. So I'm okay with what they did there. Now, coming out of this, of course, Edge. You know, Orton comes out at the very end after after uh, Edge eliminates Seth Rollins, hits the RKO. They had the the quick tease that you thought Edge was, or Orton's gonna throw him out. Edge does, and that sends us to WrestleMania. Now, that means we're gonna get Orton and Edge or Orton and the Fiend at WrestleMania, in my opinion, which is fine. Uh, it's a long-term story, and I think that's gonna be served very very well. The obvious assumption is that it's going to be Edge and Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania 37. But I got to tell you, that's not the match I think they're going to go with. And maybe it's just because of my playlist. I don't think that's the match they should go with. In my opinion, my personal opinion, you'll probably hear more about this on the Babyface Heel podcast here at the Chairshot Radio Network on Wednesday. I think Edge versus Roman Reigns is the marquee match you need 
if you are WWE. You've got Edge trying to recapture that championship that he never lost, which, by the way, the Universal Championship is the replacement for that World Heavyweight Championship, so that makes sense. And Edge versus Roman is just, that's the marquee match. Edge versus Drew McIntyre would be fine. Two baby faces going at it. I think it'd be entertaining. I think it'd be a great marquee win for Drew McIntyre. But Edge versus Roman is where it's at. Roman being the tribal chief, Roman, the promos he could cut about Edge not deserving it, about Edge going away, about what Roman's done, the things that Edge could come back to about paving the way, about building the company. I mean, it writes itself. And I think Edge is better served when he's working off of somebody that actually has, has some, somewhat of an adversarial relationship, not a relationship out of respect, which Drew McIntyre would have. So my belief is that we should get Edge versus Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble, leaving Drew McIntyre to probably face a myriad of guys. I've predicted a four-way for Drew. I think it still makes sense uh, to have Sheamus, Keith Lee, and AJ Styles challenge Drew McIntyre in a fatal four-way. If you can't do that, any one of those people would be fine. My pick would be AJ Styles. I think from a storyline perspective, Sheamus makes the most sense as Keith Lee's already had that. But I honestly think all four should be there. By the way, for those asking where Keith Lee was, it was revealed that Mia Yim had COVID, so that should answer that question for you. Uh, they share a residence, and so obviously, for safety reasons, we had to keep Keith Lee out of that. I don't know where the rest of Retribution was, though. That doesn't quite make sense. They should have been out there with Mustafa Ali. Um, but you know what? It is what it is. At the end of the day, um, we got what we needed out of that Royal Rumble. I really, really enjoyed the match itself. I thought it was very well done. Um, you had to follow up last year's Royal Rumble, which of course was the Brock Lesnar show for half of it, and then the crowning achievement for Drew McIntyre. This year, you got to do something different, and I think having Edge and Orton start off the way they did gave that Royal Rumble a little bit of a different flair. And then, uh, and then we just kept it going from from that point. So, very, very well done. Uh, and really, just hats off to WWE kicking off the 2021 pay per view calendar and the road to WrestleMania with a stellar pay per view, in my opinion. I think the Thunderdome era of pay per views has been great. I think the Thunderdome has been really good for WWE. I don't know what's going to happen when they have to move out of there, uh, when the Rays need to take it over. Um, I don't know if they're going to hope they can have some, you know, tour again with some fans. Maybe they'll they'll find another facility. Maybe they'll have to use the Capital Wrestling Center. I don't know. I hope the Capital Wrestling Center stays in NXT deal and and they can do something else with uh, move that Thunderdome to another location. You know, I'm from Richmond, Virginia. That Richmond Coliseum sitting there with nothing in it can't be used. Um, and, and, you know, it's, uh, you know, let them utilize that. I'm sure there's a facility they can use and come out here to Phoenix and, and use the, the War Memorial Coliseum. That's really only used every year for the state fair. Um, they could use that. I'd be more than happy to come help out too, you know, just saying, but that will wrap things up for this edition of chair shot radio. One of my longer editions. So I appreciate you listening, sticking with me. Tune in tomorrow where I will be back with you and then we go through that week progression that I talked about earlier. Also, be sure to listen to the Babyface Heel podcast on Wednesday, the Hashtag Miranda Show on Thursday. I am on both of those. Big shout out to PC Tony, DPP, David Ungar, and AJ Belaz for having me on DWI podcast this past Saturday. Go ahead and check that out. Again, props to PC Tony for all the hard work involved in 
ChairShot Radio. Go follow us at ChairShot Media on the Twitter. Lots of great interactions coming up, and, and we're going to give away a T-shirt for interactions on each of our social media platforms. So please do go and follow that as we make that happen. Of course, follow me at ChairShot Greg on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I get questions all the time about how I'm doing, about my condition. Things are going well. Um, today is Tuesday. It will be the first full day of me starting uh, the medicine for my chronic myeloid leukemia. So we'll see how that goes. But I've heard lots of good things about the medicine that I am on. It's called Tisigna. It ain't cheap, but it's worth it. And I'm excited to kick this thing's ass just like Roman Reigns did and follow up from there. So stay tuned to all that. I am going to be posting updates probably to my Instagram this week. I haven't released a video in a good while, so I want to provide everybody with that. Of course, you can hit me up there, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, the website at ChairShot Media, thechairshot.com. Hit that up, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash thechairshot. I got lots more things coming out for you soon, uh, including a new brand for you to support and so much more, so please be a part of that. But until all that happens... Thank you for listening today. Thank you for listening in the future. Thank you for nearly doubling the amount of downloads that we had for ChairShot Radio Network from December to January. And with all that said and done, there's just one thing I need to ask of you. One thing only, and that is for you to remember to always use your head. Less conversation, a little more action, please. All this aggravation ain't satisfaction in me. A little more bite, a little less spark, a little less fight, a little more spark. Close your mouth and open up your heart, and baby, satisfy me. Satisfy me, baby. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head.